There's always something. <laughs> There's always something. Welcome to Jay's Corner, everybody. I've now turned on the microphone. There's always an operational problem, and now I've fixed it. By that same token, so many different topics, so many different issues amongst those topics. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter. Can't stress that enough. There's a free version. You can get these updates. Be told when, you know... Noteworthy things come across my attention and I update you. In addition to that, the paid version allows you to get access to GH2 Unfiltered, where I curate these different pieces of information, which look all very, very unrelated. But actually, the understanding of personal finance, the understanding of financial topics and all of the different fragments of information, which look unrelated, are actually quite related. Financial matters are kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. No matter what stage of life, whether you're a millennial, whether you're Gen X, whether you're in retirement, Jay's Corner is the name of the YouTube channel as well as the name of the newsletter. You know, I know it's natural that people shake their head and say, well, you know, it shouldn't be this way, or I don't understand why it has to be so complicated. I'm just going to tell you that that's not... That's a different channel. That's a different topic. That's a different discussion entirely. I'm not out here trying to cast judgment on your individual jigsaw puzzle, how the pieces fit or don't. What I do know is that the amount of noise that you're hit with is incredible. This is the world that we have. Let's try to do the best with the rules as given. Jay's Corner is here to help. If you get them, if you understand the message of Jay's Corner, I'm very convinced that everyday people, no matter what your background, no matter what your financial resources, that you can get it. We are about to enter the most complicated week that I could possibly describe. I want to start, though, here on crypto. So as people you know, largely know, as people largely know, the cryptocurrency market has declined notably over the past six months. A crash. A crash is the correct term. And you can see this has had its effect on everyday people. The persons have put their funds with particular locations who have promised, you know, 10% a year interest for their deposits. Every financial problem, every has to do with borrowing excessive unintended risk that has to do that is made possible by borrowing and lending by borrowing and lending and not surprisingly you're going to see it here in other words what i'm going to tell you it should not be a surprise is not going to be a surprise since i've now said borrow and lending what have i also said it has absolutely, positively, everything to do with a certain thing. And that certain thing, of course, is the denominator. It absolutely is the denominator, right? And in that denominator, uh, what it, and where is it, of course? Right? Where is it, of course? It's here. So here on Jay's Corner, this, this is the photo, but right? you cannot get away from this. In other words, the excesses that have happened up here in this, on this webpage 
have been made possible, right? The allure of higher R to people, 10% a year on something called staking, which is basically levered lending, right? They lent it to a group. That group gave them outsized R, above market R. Well, how's that different from housing? The housing crisis from and the great financial crisis. You have a person with no income buying a $500,000 house, right? They were taking advantage of R, which was, which was too low in an unjustified way, right? It enabled, and as a result, the financial system almost croaked, almost croaked, right? If it were not for dramatic measures by the Federal Reserve. Let's go back here. The flip side of this, and you can see it here, that these groups have gone bankrupt as a result. And Celsius is just one of them, right? Multiple platforms. No people, just like this video, like this slide said, people have put their money in and they can't get it out at all because it is now subject to bankruptcy. Why am I bringing this up? So here, this thing here is talking about a particular, the, the same Celsius, which is one of those, those platforms that borrowed excessively. Okay. So in that, in, they are now bankrupt. Okay. And in that instance, the question then is who lent it to them? And in here is a group called Alameda Research. And I don't care about Alameda Research to be candid with you. I don't care. It's this, this fund, as you can see in this table, that it is huge relative on its long list of people that it owes money. The reason that I bring this up here is that this is the link to the stock and bond markets and overall financial markets that you don't, necess don't necessarily see. And the reason for the video here that we started that, you know, for newcomers, if you are joining when live, right, I, I have this video up here, which is the reason uh, that, uh, let me see if I can shut the new, the uh, sound down here. Can I shut the sound down? I don't know how to shut the sound down. So what happens here is that I created Jay's Corner because of that video, which has to do with the fact that the disconnections of all of the borrowing and lending seem to be creating noise. Noise that wasn't in the news, but I created Jay's Corner anyway. And for people in our stable, you got, they received you know, something stinks here. Something's not exactly right, which is while we had, you know, Russell outperforming everyone in the first quarter and then turn to the NASDAQ over the next three quarters of 2021, people who are subscribers to Jay's Corner and the paid subscribers in GH2 Unfiltered, yeah, bit. Yeah, bit, yeah, bit, yeah, bit, yeah, bit that the connection points something was dysfunctional and that's why Jay's Corner exists. Why do I bring that up now? 
the reason is that video, by the way, did point out the fact that persons then were suffering as a result. And let's see if I can show you just the slide there. Here it is. That this, of course, was no surprise to me, which is that the levered investor hedge funds, that they would have a tough time during this kind of environment when these, right? Because they saw what I saw for sure, for sure, right? But their job is to take on more risk, not less risk, right? They're, they're there to make money for their client in that slice of their world. But that that was starting to not look right, not look right. And this was during the summertime to look backwards at the past six months, which would have taken us to when? Henri, you see what I'm saying? So this is exactly the connection point and the timeline here. So you can understand that people here who have been subscribers to Jay's Corner have understood that, hey, you know, this has not looked right for some time. Not alone. You knew we were getting somewhere. Not alone. So this is you know, CalPERS, which is the largest public, the largest public pension fund. Decade worth 6.1 loss as stocks and bonds divide. And this is a, this is over the past fiscal year, six month period, which ended in June, 12 month period, sorry, fiscal year. So not coincidentally, during the time that I started Jay's Corner and talked about Henri and then said, hey, were you paying attention during Henri during that entire time? Bang. CalPERS suffering big time. No surprise here, right? In other words, now I've got timestamps, right? I've got a timestamp and a trail with an explanation about how we got to this spot, that this this coupling that had everything to do that had everything to do with something weird happening with the denominator led to what excess in crypto and then crash of crypto and now results here at hedge funds, the smartest guys in the room and the largest pension plan in the United States. I don't think that that's right. In public pension plan. I think U.S. government and, uh, you know, would be the, I, I believe, the largest one, right? TSP. You could see this would have made total sense. Now, you can see here that private equity and real assets delivered positive returns of 21.3 and 21.24.1, respectively. Now, we'll have to see here, right? Because number one, you number one, everyday consumers cannot get access to these markets, right? This is the big banks, the big investment banks, the big brokerages bringing them private deals, private equity, and real and and access to real assets, right? You can't roll up there and say, "I got my five hundred dollars. Can I, you know, get part of the the private equity deal?" That that that's not going to work. That all said, let's just say that you cannot confirm the valuation of those assets readily. That's my nice, the nice way of putting it, right? 
I don't want to know, and I'm sure they don't want to know, that if they held an auction for each of those line items, what the actual then reported return would have been, uh, you don't want to know, okay? So that, but I just wanted to point out that the disruption here that I had reported here in this <clears throat> Henri video, <clears throat> which is a year old, of which I was saying, actually saying, hey, look six months ago when I was talking about Gains GameStop, which happened during Q1 2021. Where does that bring it to today? And now you can understand here that I've been reporting in Jay's Corner, the newsletter. I've been comparing what this looks like. And again, another reminder, just like Brookings Institute, just like the way that I was talking about uh, Kaiser, right? As I've talked about Kaiser at long length uh, on many occasions, right? These aren't criticisms at all. This is credit, right? Which is, there's no chance that they're wrong. Zero, right? That's the smartest in the world with the unlimited computing power, right? The fact that the return has been this way is the randomness. As reported here, what I have been saying, which is that our traditional diversification strategies were less effective than expected as we saw both public equity and fixed income assets fall in tandem, in tandem, right? Confirmed here. Which is, as you look down here, what you would have has is the natural, completely rational way of holdings and breakdowns. This is not as good in it, but you can see it here. You can look in their, their website and actually find it. And in fact, uh, in this instance, this um, I did not intend to bring this up, but I, the Vanguard one is here, right? And it's a little bit more, it, uh, oh yeah, by the way, as, as I've stated in the past, right? Fifth, minus 15.66 here. My, you know, we don't have to know anything about anything. The two smartest groups in the world, pretty much, right? Spitting distance of each other. Look at their returns over to the date, starting with the same exact date. 0.06% percent on $100, their difference by six pennies, not $6, six pennies on $100. Okay. My point is here, you can see here, go quickly, and you can see that the, prof, the portfolio composition, completely rational as explained in, on, in the Henri video, right? They were looking at asset classes. They have this 60-40, therefore there's your theoretical on why people say, you know, 60-40. There it is. And you can see here, stocks 46, this one 32, and you see bonds here, 20. Confirmed here. So all I did here is make three lines where the lines are uh, the, the S&P, 
the NASDAQ, I'm, I'll, I'll make the window, I'm correcting the window now, and the bond market as a whole. And it's here year to date. Okay? I'm getting better. I'm getting better at production. Not great, but getting better. That you can see it here. This graph, this is the bond market, the pink. The blue market is the S&P 500. The purple line is the NASDAQ. You can see minus, even with this past month, this is down. Minus 22.7, minus 16.8, and very consistent with what Kelper said, the public bond market also down minus 10%. And this is better, right? Because you can see the last month has been positive on all three. And you can see in NASDAQ, notably so. Notably so. Even with this past Friday. Well, why do I say the ride's not over? Why do I say the ride's not over? Let's start with the big markets first. On Thursday, we are we're going to have a blizzard of big news. Big. This is first. On Thursday, we're going to get GDP. And on GDP, what we're going to have, you can see this on CNBC. And this is your key point here. The Fed the Atlanta Fed runs something called GDP now. Okay. You can see it as public public information. And that is now pointing to an annualized gain of just 0.9 down from 1.3. With first growth down 1.9, right? A second consecutive quarter of negative growth means rule of thumb definition for recession. That is the definition of recession. Now, we are not, you know, the reality is, is N, uh, is NBER, right, is the group, National Bureau of Economic Research, another party along the same lines of Brookings Institution, right? Here it is which is that the NBER is the group that will that will make the call to say, you know, we are in a recession. And that and that does seem to be confirmed here and I'm going to point it, point this out only in one spot and it's going to be here. So as people know here on Jay's corner, right? Which is my number one phrase when it comes to understanding financial markets and not coincidentally, I'll just leave that up from, for the rest of this, uh, today's purposes, not coincidentally, the denominator, which is here, right? The single most important statistic is this number here. Now, Dramatically, dramatically what we have seen here is a decline over the past month, a notable decline. 
And you can see it here that this is quite a stunning de decline from the height, which is 3.48 and, and actually traded higher than that. 3.48 to 2.75 in the span of what? In the span of one month in five, in, in, in five weeks, down by three quarters of a percent. Very, very, very dramatic. The reason it's dramatic, right, and the reason I pointed out here is again back to stocks for show, bonds for dough. Meaning because the denominator, as you see in the lower right-hand corner of the screen, you can understand that the rationale then, that the rationale for, let's just see this a pretty dramatic increase in equity markets. Why? Why could that be? Possible explanation, very possible, is you see down here when I'm measuring price, that the, last, the very last term is a catch-all term for all the dates in the future, right? They can predict next year. They can predict next in two years, three years, four years, maybe five years. What about year 25? They can't. So they, what they do is they sum them all up to year 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, blah, 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 all the way to, to infinity. Well, that's caught up in this last term, which is the terminal value. And you'll hear this phrase on some nerdy show, right? You'll, you'll, you'll hear somebody just kind of glossing over this and then moving on to the next topic. That the most in, that this how sensitive this last thing must be. Well, what are you investing in stocks for the long run? This term here, and with R, which is interest rates, that much lower. That means this last thing CT, this last group, that much higher. Explaining stocks. Who's the one with the most? speculation about the very far future uh spacex right we're all going to live in outer space someday nasdaq and this is why the nasdaq is generally considered to be the most interest rate sensitive right it is most most concentrated on the future not about frito lathe and the three bags of potato chips I'm going to eat this afternoon. I'm going to eat those today. Maybe low at three. The purple line is about what's the likelihood of me living on a spaceship in 30 years, presuming I'm alive in 30 years, right? So as a result, the, the effect on these lines is the purple line being very much more sensitive than any other when it comes to interest rates. That comes to this week. This is on, so, the Federal Reserve will meet this week. They will announce on Wednesday, I want to say, right? And you can see here that what is happening is 
that as opposed to a month ago, this is now different. Seen slowing. So financial markets are arbiters or judgments about, you know, how much for my coffee mug in the future, thinking that the denominator will be lower in way out in the future, pushing down interest rates, pushing up bond prices, pushing up equities. Everything now makes sense. It fits. Which is the quite a bit, the reason I'm speaking so much slower now is that this is now different than what we saw, now different than what I pointed out on this video, right? Which is now different than I pointed out on this video. Where what I pointed out on this video is that this whole process, you know, the model broke down. The model broke down. Kelpers told you that it broke down. Right after the fact. Right. That oh, worst 12 month loss in it, you know, in a decade. Something that we had noted, but now what I'm saying here again ahead of, you know, hopefully ahead for some. You can see now in shorter time frames. This has started to work. And most notably what? Interest rates much more stable. Even though this is bigger and has declined over this period, a month, five days. Where was that graph? If we look at five minutes, five days ago, for example, you'll see it here. We went from 3.05 to 2.75 in two days. Straight down. And during that period, what ended up happening? What ended up happening is under this five-day period, you could see bonds straight higher, allowing and and state, and then over longer periods of time, more stable, allowing us to f to focus on the numerator, which now makes sense, right? Because that's what I've been saying: stocks for show, bonds for Dow. As if the reason that everyone's been concentrating on the numerator is because the denominator was one-way train lower and almost completely stable. Both. Both. Right? The absolute level is one thing. That's important. But just as important is the fact that it's not bouncing up and down. We've gotten that ish. Ish. Over the past period. That over the past three months, we have started to stabilize here on interest rates. Now, it's still been moving around notably, like I said. This isn't really a conflict, right? Because what we've had that if if we're going to spike in one direction, it is spiked down, which is far less dangerous for people's wallet 
and as a result, allowed levitation of stocks. You can see this here. This is quite dramatic over during this period and over the past week. 4.4% in a week. In a week. Now, that, that hasn't helped you over here, by the way, right? This used to be 19, so everything levitated up by the 4%. Your $100 is still only 85, 84.28 cents, right? We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see here, uh, you know, because of the fact that you're going to have to look then at what, what's going to be happening. As usual, stocks for show, bonds for dough. X factors exist. Yes. The X factor here is, of course, this. As Like I've said in the past on other videos, on other broadcasts, we don't have, we don't have relief here. We had relief on the euro. We had relief on the euro over these days. Look at it. Why is there a noise coming from downstairs? Anyway, that the euro had relief from from down to parity up to 102 so remember big markets first where the big money travel right foreign exchange dwarfs the bond market which all they both dwarf the stock market not close again not close right foreign exchange laughs at the bond market as the minor league which laughs at the stock market in my, as the minor league in that order, in that order. Therefore, your understanding for planning purposes needs to be in that order, not on, because if you're going to be able to cherry pick something, a timing with perfect certainty and perfect accuracy, stocks aren't the place to be, <laughs> right? Roulette is the place to be. Baccarat is the place to be because, because you can basically wager and um, you can wager six digits on a single instance you're retired by lunch on monday including flights it's not close what you have here these are x factors of course if we get the euro back down all bets off you can see the yen has continued it's already crashed even it came off. Let's see here. Panic into the dollar subsided, allowing more focus on the denominator and therefore stocks in that order. And now you can understand the, the past week. It also tells you that we're going to, this stuff is going to drive the show. It's going to drive the show. That's not, I'm, that's, I'm mixing up uh, cliches, right? It's going to run the show. No question. That's not going to, but instead what you're going to have is what you're going to have when you turn on CNBC or et cetera, it's, you know, whatever, some business news channel. You are going to be having the entire news on the numerator. 
Absolutely. Right? You're going to have all the news on the numerator. It's going to be big. Don't get me wrong. Right? Because we'll start on Tuesday. Google. Google, we are going to have the biggest of the big cap, the mega caps. Right? We, and it is important on the mega caps. I'm not going to tell you it's completely unimportant. I'm going to tell you what it is, is that Jay's Corner is about the fact that you're given information not proportionate to order of importance. Right? I didn't say that Apple and Google and Microsoft are totally unimportant. What I'm saying is the information, the proportion that you're given the information is driven by the need and you know, desire for you to watch and click and stay watching, right? It's a lot more fun to talk about Elon Musk, right, than it is to talk about the level of the euro. A lot more interesting. Tuesday, Google. By the way, a third of the S&P 500 next week during the time that the Federal Reserve is going to be here and GDP. That is why I'm saying it's going to be dizzying to Facebook Meta Wednesday, Thursday, Amazon and Apple. It's going to be enormous. Right, because the reason it's going to be enormous is because their size inside of these of the purple and blue nine are that big. Something like the top five are fifty percent of the purple. That big. Because these are weighted by their market capitalizations. So if all this when you have this going forward, it gives you an idea about the blizzard of information and inputs that we are going to get. Now, I've glossed over fixed in over currencies here today. I've glossed, I'm over by, by 10 minutes. The I've glossed over the euro today because of its relative calm. Don't get me wrong. If we find euro back down to, down to parity, we will have that you could have everyone hitting it out of the park here, right? And the moment that the, that it stops grabbing the headlines, this will then reappear. And because it's so much bigger, sorry, you're going to have sellers of dollar assets and bringers back home to their current assets. What does that mean? Sellers of U.S. dollar assets. I'll leave you to connect the dots there. What else am I looking for? I don't have a good ex no. We are about I do have a good ex I have many, many, you know, storylines, possible storylines here. But what we're going to have oops, that's not the where I wanted to go, is it? The issue is here. Right, so on the on interest rates. The conundrum from this level, this specific spot, is that this rally here or this lower interest rates seem to be as a result of macroeconomic data, which was decidedly 
on the camp that we are in recession. Well, we're going to have a Fed which is going to be raising rates and also probably providing comment about the future. So really the thing that has pinned this is something that could be fleeting because of him, especially in light of how much we've traveled. So as a result, what you have is, you know, much like a Jenga, is it Jenga? Yeah. So you've built a tower on Jenga, right? And up at the top are sitting your risky assets. But on here are two are two enormous factors here, which could be pushed around by these factors here. Gives you an idea on why I told you the ride's not over. Last point, and then we'll be done. Which is, I don't want to make light of the fact, or I don't want to state too lightly. I could have had an entirely different video today. And that is that I'm not saying that this, this makes sense, given everything that I've talked about today. 100% makes sense. Everything makes complete sense. And to people who were on board at, during this time, the reality is, is that we've just recapped kind of, there's been a recap to those people. And there are many who do understand everything that I've said here on this channel. Every step, there are people who understood everything. You're now in a financial plan. You're a retiree or a future retiree. Let's say you're planning on retirement in the near future. You've got a respite here because basically this is up 4% from the low. And while 4% doesn't sound like very much, right? It could be very important and very important here to reset your own look at this. And just like the poker video where I, where I complimented a 23-year-old, 24-year-old for adjusting, that nobody said that you couldn't reallocate across these assets here. Right. Me fitting the jigsaw puzzle for people and the comprehensive financial planning service is driven by the fact that this market results. Right. My question has been to people, have you accommodated for that here? Does it reflect what you are trying to do, not only today, but in five years time? In 10 years time? Because before, your presumption was that these two items just go up. Yeah, they just go up. Why? Because it was predicated on the fact that, you know, this thing here was, was one-way train stable and lower. That is now gone. That is now gone. This is the one-year look. And you can see how difficult it's been. The bond market here is equally is worse than the S&P 500 over the last 12 month period. 
now you can understand. This is not I told you, this is not the I told you so corner. But my point is the ripple effect would have been that you can adjust this here and still can. All right, everyone, thanks very much. A little longer than I expected as I knew that <laughs> I knew when I saw the number of tabs that I opened today that I'm like, boy, an hour is going to be pushing it. <laughs> so anyway, questions, comments, be sure, please like and subscribe to the channel. It does help other people discover the channel. YouTube runs the world. I don't run it. Would I have it this way? No. Am I going to, is anyone asking me? No. Am I going to change it overnight? No. That said, hopefully you've gotten the piece of information so you can understand its relationship to you and the things that affect your particular situation. If you have questions, you can go to any of those websites. They'll all have a contact form. You'll get your answer real quick within 24 hours. We've got lots of receipts of people who have had that quick question and gotten their response almost instantly. Have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. And if someone can explain Westworld to me, please send me an email now.